Hey, this is Jeff from the Very Serious Hunting Podcast. We are podcasting on the road this month. I am literally on the ferry. I am going to go and see Rob and Grant, and uh, we're going to do a little hunting. We may do a little uh, of all the things that we're good at, which is beer drinking and BS. And uh, so stay with us. It's going to be uh, an adventure. We may get some in the field. We may get some campfire. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, this is uh, Jeff with the Very Serious Hunting Podcast. Like I said, I am down here uh, with Grant and uh, Rob and Lauren. So uh, let's go around. Ra- uh, my name's Grant. I'm usually here. Uh, you probably recognize my voice. Jeff's on the struggle bus, apparently. Yeah. He's been hunting really hard and not shooting anything. So he's got clean hands and even cleaner Crocs on. Those are not clean. Well, they're clean, they'd be clean if, I mean, if they had blood on them, they'd be. Uh, that's true. No, you'd have blood on your boots. Because oh. you're not hunting in the Crocs. There's safety orange. Yeah. Those not. aren't really orange. They're school bus yellow. I'm sure at one point they were orange and then they got a little dirty. Actually, I know they were orange because I think I bought them for you. These are definitely yellow. Mm. 100%. He probably keeps the orange ones special. I'd call them like a ripe mango color. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren. Uh, Lauren, uh, I'm here down at the campsite where Jeff and Grant have come to visit us on our farm. And I'm eagerly waiting to see if Jeff is successful in his hunt. Which Me he too. will be. we got to have positive attitude. Yeah. yeah. I think so. Rob. I mean, I'm Rob. Um, I, along with Lauren and my wife Trish, own the farm that we're all hanging out at. Um, it's pretty cool. And we are down at we won't say the name of the river right uh, but we're down um you have your farm is next to a river borders a river and we are at your rv site mm-hmm. we're in your rv at your rv site down by the river yeah and not a van so a van not a van. River? Not, not a van not a van not a van no uh mainly because the the timber stand that we're going to cut the campground into isn't hasn't started yet and this is a corner of the field that's uh normally hay production but it's a low yield corner so we figured if we were going to knock anything down to camp in in the interim this is you've been busy like doing farm stuff and yeah but you've been camping down here most of the summer um off and on i mean the the rv has been down here most of the summer but uh it was a very small patch that had been cut out yeah because oh okay and yeah after you cut it it was yeah once we cut it well that was the whole field field. Yeah. yeah because farming is cyclical so like right now it's all hay and we just finished that and so now that we have finished hay then we get a chance to actually i thought you drew marshmallows well that's well they are giant thousand pound marshmallows on the vine not on the tree right right let's get this straight yes there's definitely no marshmallow trees (laughs) Um, well not here at least right those are all tropical yeah um so uh really we're here for um I'm down here to archery deer hunt separately. Uh, Grant is down here with his family for a my whole fam family. Uh, we're here. It's my wife's 29th birthday. She's been celebrating that for how many years? I think this is her 13th year. Wow, that's celebrating her 29th. She is effing old. She's older than me, and that's all that really matters. True. Uh, we came down because we needed an excuse to come down and see Rob's cool farm and uh, drag our RV somewhere that wasn't up by us. So we made the trek down here, 
uh, we're camping, boondocking as they say, like we like to. Um, brought wife, kids, dogs, everything. So we're down here enjoying. And you're not you're not hunting. You're just here as moral support. I am hunting white claws. Nice. Are you he, tagging out? He is yeah. prepping for future hunting trips. It's a scouting trip. Yeah, it's a scouting, scouting trip. Scouting. Oh yeah. Tax deductible yep. now. Um yeah. So let's talk about this morning's hunt. Whatever it was. Oh no. Yeah, last night. It started let's talk about night. last night. Last night was incredible. So last night, uh Rob decided he was gonna show me where there we're going to sit. There. And so, of course, we did other things until almost last light. And then we casually walked over to where Rob said there was going to be deer. And uh, what did we find? Uh, well, I mean, we've been watching this spot for a couple of weeks. And I had a pretty good idea of a number of deer being there. Um, and they've been kind of following the same the same basic mo every day where uh because it's been so warm they like to hang out in the trees during the day and then every evening they'd been coming out and hanging out in the middle of the field before they would cross the road into some swampy stuff and that's kind of what they've been doing and so i figured with it being as late as it was last night they were if we saw them we might we might see them coming back over to that tree line mm -hmm. um so it's like well let's just go walk it i got a camera over there anyway and you can kind of see where you want to stake it out and we came out of the driveway and, and walked up the roads, what, 20 yards maybe, yep. before you turn into the, the hidden access to this pasture that's in trees and briar. And literally right there, well, we ranged at 22 yards. Was that two-point buck standing uh, there? Yeah, uh, it was 36, I think. No, to the fence. But oh. he wasn't at the fence. He was, like, right there. And, yeah. and I wasn't expecting him to be there, and he wasn't expecting us, because he just stops and picks his head up and was like, what, what's he, up? He stared at us, and we stared at him for a full 20 seconds. Easy. And before I was, before Rob was like, maybe you should, you should grab stick. an arrow. And I'm like, oh God, maybe I should. Oh, right, I am hunting. <laughs> so, uh, and, to be clear, this is a any deer area. Any deer any area. Deer yeah. Uh, and um, I have been hunting unsuccessfully for enough time in a row that uh, if it's brown it's down what's the what, what's the uh the Giannis Patella saying uh, uh don't pass anything on your first day that you would like to have on your last day yeah that's yeah yeah and I passed on something that I would take maybe if I was uh trophy blacktail hunting I passed um because I'm I'm amazing mm -hmm. um anyway so we uh we we screwed that up pretty good, and we just uh, wasn't expecting it. It was yeah. It was, I mean, he wasn't typically that close to the road at that time of night, so I figured it was easy to just walk down there and get a look at it without bumping nothing. And not only did we bump him, but as soon as he picked his head up, you know, it's kind of like that scene buddy. in Jurassic Park with all the brontosaurus. All of a sudden, these other heads just stick up. And, yeah. Well, how many are there? So definitely still groups. Definitely four. Yeah, it, the rut's not until November. We, I mean, we we knew there were three. I mean, two picked their head up immediately, and then you, to finish up what you were saying, you decide to knock an arrow and step around me, because we're on the road, and, and you kind of like, out of the side of your mouth, like, we should probably not be on the road. Yeah. We, and so he takes us, and that's the right way to do it. Yeah. So he takes a step off the asphalt and into the gravel, and as soon as his foot hits the gravel, that crunchy sound, that deer was like, nope, and like, bounce, 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 up and over the fence, and then stops, and as soon as he stops, the other three picked their head up and we only thought there was one maybe two yeah 
and wasn't expecting the well and then the the three of them took off and then we were just standing there like what the hell do we do now and then another one was like hey wait for me guys wait for me (laughs) (laughs) it takes off and i'm like hold up my number four like there was four he's like yeah oh shit so now you know where to be tonight uh yeah so well so i went and sat there this morning and how'd that go uh suave i was really bored (laughs) Um, I know, I was getting a lot of messages and pictures and memes from you, so... Um, well, so, there's, yeah. there's one thing that's kind of occurring right now, weather-wise, that's not really typical of the last few weeks, and so I don't know how much of it is playing, but it's super smoky. It, it is very smoky. Yeah, fire season in Washington seemed to be delayed about a month. Yep. And normally so, it's awful in mid-August. Yeah. So th- things are off. Um, I, anyway, I sat there this morning, and what... I mean, I saw three ducks, I saw some doves... Um, I bumped one for you. There was one that ran up the driveway behind me between, like, I, there, was a, there was a whole stand of trees between me and them, but other, otherwise I probably would have been in range. Yeah. But it was long gone by the time I realized. Uh, I heard some, uh, Rob did some weird things with his pigs this morning. <laughs> um, well, he texted me and said that it what was What kind slow. of weird things, Rob? Well, you feed him. So, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Those pigs make some weird noises they get very excited around pigs. They get very excited. So he texted me and said that things were a little bit slow. And I said, well, I can, I can go about the normal morning routine and, and just see if things move around once I come out because I, I know the pigs are loud. So I go out to the pig pen and I make sure that I'm talking to them just a little extra loud. And, and uh, I don't quite open the gate as quickly as I normally would because I feed, they're outside sequestered. And they watch you feed their stalls and oh, that makes them very excited it's stoked yeah yeah well, and i mean i get excited for bacon so yeah right. bacon also gets excited for food so yeah so i'm just a little extra slow with that and then i take a little bit more time opening the gate to let them in so they're they're pretty loud when you do that they're you're kind of teasing them i don't normally do that but i was hoping <laughs> i was hoping that whatever was just a lot because i mean it's only 20 yards linus you know yeah, yeah. as a crow's fly to where we know that the deer like to bed down mm-hmm. so maybe you know the activity will move them hopefully your direction and instead it it ended up bumping one that was on the other side of the ravine in our driveway right behind him yep no shot so anyway so that happened um i sat there until a little after eight and no action then we decided, you know, we probably better go look at those game cameras. Mm. Uh, we had, well, I had one camera that I put last time I was here. Rob has five others. Yeah. We went, and I'm like, oh, we'll just walk over here and grab the card. We'll only have to come in here once. We'll grab the card. We'll drop it onto my MacBook. And so I do that, and I select all, and it's like, yeah, you need another, like, 40 60 gigs this is the pasture that we're actively hunting yeah this the is one this, camera that's yeah. in that pack and so we saw for the last seven days or so it has been these two bucks and they're little outliers um wrestling every night between 11 and five in the morning yeah, they're just playing grab ass oh yeah full-on grab ass and and it's like hey i'm gonna eat some of the corn um because it's, it's a bait pile which is fine in Washington. Um, we're going to eat the corn. We're going to wrestle. I'm going to push you off. Then I'm going to eat. Then you're going to come. We're going to wrestle. You're going to push me off. Then I'm going to eat. And so... It's like six hours straight. Every yeah. Night. Yeah. Every night. So it's that's fi- all it almost filled doing. up the card. Yeah. 
That's 128 gig card. Yeah. And you still couldn't shoot one of them, huh? No, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> they weren't there at that yeah. time. They yeah. weren't there this morning. They weren't there. So yeah. um, we're going to sneak back up there. We're going we're gonna to try again tonight. Yeah. Um, we're going to try and be there as they cross the road. Um, we're going to see what happens. Um, we put down some more bait to hold them there. We've moved it up. We've also moved it up by about 25 yards. Yep. We've got multiple shooting lanes. I went and got my tag. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit in one of them. You'll see. You're, you're gonna be back up, um, for when I miss. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that's that's tonight's plan. Um, I we mentioned early goose, on Instagram and in my intro. We've only seen, three geese. And it was yesterday afternoon, and I yeah. I yelled at him. I said, "Molson, Labatt," and one of them honked, and then one honked at me, and then they just kept flying. So well, yeah. probably they're not very good Canadian ways. Right it's yeah. really it's they went back probably ninety five yeah. degrees right I now. I would. And the um, difference in smoke from yesterday to today is crazy. Oh, yeah, I can't. It's awful. Have you seen any birds flying around? Because I have. No, I saw those so three this ducks morning. this morning. This morning, and that was it. Yeah. And this morning the wind was pretty strong, and it kind of blew all the yesterday's smoke away. Yeah, it was a little clear. And now. I'm lo I'm looking outside right now and it, it looks overcast, but it's 95 degrees. Yeah, so. I did see one bird just lazily circling like a vulture. There's a bunch yeah, of yeah vultures, vultures are. Uh, I've seen uh, a killdeer pigeons around. Killdeer on the sandbar, yeah, but nothing that's well and nothing I, that makes duck on feet. I think that I think that the turkey vulture have been so predominant just because I know of the one rogue kill and then we just found the other one. Yeah, a little while ago we found a, yeah, a, found a small yearling. Yeah, and we decided not to uh, um, pick that one up due to uh, it was missing an eyeball and a butthole. Yeah, it's been there a day. An eyeball and a butthole? Yeah. yeah. You need both those we didn't, we did not check the other eyeball, so it might have been missing too. He probably couldn't see his ass going into work. <sighs> he was pretty bloated. True. Yeah. He was pretty bloated. Wasn't, did not have a good time. Mm -mm. Oh, I mean. Got too close to looking at a car. And... Yeah. <laughs> so... Not yeah. very mangled up. I'm dead. Dead. For sure dead. <laughs> For sure Just it was dead. you can't see how mangled up it is doesn't mean shit. Did it get well soon? Balloon, uh, balloons were deflated on the side of the road? Uh, these balloons it was were inflated. The balloon. Yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. animal was bloated. Oh, it was, it was pretty gross. There's like no said, it's 95 degrees. We passed a raccoon on the side of the road yesterday that looked like a, um, like a Thanksgiving Day blimp. And Jill goes... That rigor mortis? And I go, kinda. <laughs> also, <Yeah>. no. <laughs> it's full of extremely smelly gases right now. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, well, um, if if the game cameras are correct and they're a little bit more active towards shooting light at the end of the day versus shooting light in the morning, so we'll mm. go up there tonight. Yep. And we'll see if we can't um, move them a little closer to where we have more opportunity and. We'll just see what happens, and if not, then we still got tomorrow morning and tomorrow night. Uh, yeah. Well, I may get divorced if I stay till tomorrow night. What? Ah, well, doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Well, she might kill him. So yeah, <laughs> okay. she might. Um, although there's no soccer matches I'm missing tomorrow if I stay like I am today. I'm being bad dad today, so different kind of dad. Been there before. Provider. Yeah, gatherer. you bring home a deer. If I bring home a deer, yeah, then you, I'm a provider. If, if not, I'm deer, just some jackass running around in the woods. <laughs> Solid move. Yeah, come home with some sort of meat, whether yeah. you shot it or 
I might just uh, sneak one of those pigs on the way out. Get some of the, um, <laughs> you know, get a package of bologna and shoot it anyways. I hunted this for you. Oh, just just go and like get a rack of ribs and it's shoot a, it with my bow. It's way easier to shoot. You're welcome. To shoot ducks if they are frozen. Just saying. Oh, can we take a minute to recognize his ability to cook a rabbit? Because yeah, that was amazing. Oh, yeah, Jeff thank showed you. up with a Yard rabbits. barbacoa taco meat, but made with bunnies that he shot in his yard. And with my uh, bow, with his bow, so he does shoot stuff with his bow. There was an incredible shot. Yet. I saw the picture. Um, but he brought enough rabbit that we were like, please, somebody eat more rabbit. And uh, my wife, Jill, who is not a fan of game meat at all, took a bite and she's like, whoa, that's really good. So now I might have to start shooting my yard bunnies. Yeah, I mean, they're they're easy, except they seem to know when the season is. So like they're out yeah. um, until the season starts what and then they like hide. They do. What? Like elk? No, worse. Oh. Because the yard bunnies, you'll be sitting there. So I work out of my shop office. Yeah. And I'll look outside and like, oh, there's bunny. Calendar says I can't shoot it. And then, oh, the calendar says I can shoot it. No yard bunnies. No yard bunnies. Mm. And so um, I thought it opened on the 15th. And apparently the rabbits did too. And so I was sitting up in my tree stand in my yard because I totally have room behind <laughs> my yard. <laughs> awesome. You uh, do a tree stand. But I was, I was doing it matters. anyway. And there was a bunny that hopped out. And I'm like, man, I'm going to bring... I wish the season was open. These guys taste great. And somebody was like, somebody texted me. Yeah, they are open. And I said, the green oh. ones, please. Both of them? Uh, just one. What flavor is that? Lemon lime. It's Ooh. like 7-Up. It's like 7-Up, like but... Pretty good. Well, it's like a uh, white claw made by Alaska. Neat. Obviously, we're doing some very serious hunting today, you guys. Very serious. Um, it's anyway. 95 degrees out. Oh, God, it's so hot. <laughs> it is muggy. to sequester ourselves indoors in a place that has no air conditioning. It's for the audio Rather quality. Than yeah, it's for the audio quality. Because the wind is also the wind pretty is, crazy. Oh, so just to backtrack a little bit on that whole ordeal last night, when we walk around that corner, we got the wind at our back too, right? And both of oh, us yeah. are there. I'm in blaze orange because I wear safety shirts all the time. And, and he's in full camo. You know archery hunting you don't need. I, I, I understand I don't need orange or anything, but that's just kind of a habit I got into from previous jobs. Just yeah. orange safety shirts, so that's kind of my thing. Mm. And uh, so we step around. Yeah, right. Uh, Kubota orange. I, we step around the corner, and that deer looks at us like, what? I mean, it's... it's well, it looked at you like, oh, that guy's not a hunter. And then I step around you, and it was like, oh, about time to run. Well, no, he waited for, <laughs> like you said, he waited for like a solid 20 seconds, and it's like, maybe you should stick that. And as yeah. soon as you touched the rock, he was like, nope. Yeah, hard pass. Yeah, but he sh he should have winded us. Uh, yeah. He should have probably jumped right away, and the only reason probably why I think he didn't. you coming down the road. Well, no, because the road's pretty quiet. But the only thing, the only reason why I don't think they did jump right away is because I've been kind of carrying on business as usual in that pasture for weeks now. And like I said, when I put the camera and the bait pile out there, mm. I was 20 feet off of a couple of does on the quad and they were just like, hey, what's up? You know, no big deal. Um, in, set See, it up, and back out. If I could hunt off a quad, I'd just drive up there and act like it. But yeah, just step well, off the back of it. hunt out of a tractor. Well, you have to be off the tractor. Yeah. yeah. It's no mechanized, no, no vehicle. Yeah. So you gotta be off of it. But yeah. You can jump out of a tractor pretty fast. Right. 
not going to do that. So the wind probably today. Yeah, and that was the, it. Should have winded us and, and bumped right away. Yeah, but it's been really windy. It has been really windy. Well, and we got. Well, yeah, we were. It was like chilly last night. Yeah. And then the wind shifted and it got hot instantly. Oh, that was a weird. Phenomenon. And then it shifted back. But and it did it a couple of times. But that first time it was really like stark, yeah. like a light switch on and off. Yeah. The other yeah. times were really more, more gradual. Yeah. It was weird. And we, of course, there's no campfire because we're under red flag warnings. So yeah. instead, we're sitting around. Anyway. Some LED lights. Yeah. <laughs> some lights. Yeah, and the well, and the moon was bright enough. Oh, I came yeah. out last night at probably two thirty, because where I'm sleeping in my RV, I'm sleeping in one, the bottom bunk. And mm. I, I don't really fit very well because it's meant for children, not for a six-foot yeah. grown man. And my feet were sticking out of the window a little bit. And the wind kept waking me up because my feet weren't were covered. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that easy up of ours is going to blow away. So I hop up and I, as stealthily as I can, go outside and you know tie it down and whatnot. And I mm. come back in and the wind kept going all night it felt much more concentrated in the rv than it was but it still was going all night yeah and we were still getting those hot and cold shots in the morning yeah, yeah. which was weird and so i wonder if the wind and my scent played a factor in me not seeing anything this morning i don't know i i, I don't know yeah um because everything else is so weird well and with the with the you know just the volume of smoke that's in the air too that that might make things kind of interesting either way i i still think that we've got plenty of opportunity Yep. in the next week or so and then we still got late fall and there's yeah. and the numbers are there so it's just a matter of just not pressuring them from their safe spot which is that yep. ridge on the back and if we don't pressure them i think that their opportunities are going to be there the whole season for sure so we just play it tonight and see what we get yeah yeah we'll see um and yeah so it's so deer tonight deer tonight yep and hopefully, hopefully not tomorrow. Hopefully not tomorrow, but we'll we'll see what happens in the morning if we don't. Mm -hmm. And then Rob um, has some elk opportunity. Rob being a landowner. Yeah, Rob got some damage tags that he might have to fill on accident. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate, but yeah, it has to happen. And I mean, they're moving the, closer. It's I mean it's just the it's just the reality of being on land that you're actively farming. Is yeah, the. Um, the elk will come in and devastate fences and crops mm -hmm. and everything else. Yeah. Um, they've been they've been complacent from this farm not being actively farmed by the previous owners. They didn't really do much in this pasture for a solid 12 to 15 years. And you just moved here. Yeah, we've been here since March. Yeah, so um, farming-wise, you, you just moved here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we're very recently active again. Um, and we spent a couple of months right out of the gate just fixing the two smallest pastures so that we could put our cows in there because mm. the elk had trashed everything all of the fence lines solid seven miles of fencing all all down and we've only repaired to this date anything remotely close to, to approaching maybe two miles of fencing if you because we added a strand too so we went from four four strand to five strand wire so there's a lot more Cost. work in it yeah, and cost. cost there's there's grants available that the fishing game have pushed me towards that so I'll I'll apply for some monies there but the list is so deep because there's so many other landowners that are already into that game yeah so whether we get anything out of it I don't know but the uh, or if you get it is it in time right 
So the immediate thing then is uh, management through damage tags where you can harvest an animal uh, to kind of manage the herd population and they prefer you to take cows which I've never been much of a trophy guy anyway so meat is meat and I like elk. Do those so. damage tags, um, are they based on your acreage? They're based on the number of animals in the herd. Okay so it's the herd that walks up and down this particular valley. Yeah and the damage tags are based on that, not how much land you have in this particular valley. Correct. Um, and the way he was explaining it to me was um, that with this particular herd, uh, there is an animal that is showing signs of hoof rot. And they have been asking landowners for the last couple of years to eliminate this so that it doesn't spread. And there are people that are very uh, active hunting and, and encourage that practice. And there are people that don't. And so they think of them as pets and treat them that way. And the issue there becomes, um, it exacerbates the problem. They, they stay in they that spread, area they and spread spreads. that so far out. Well, yeah. and then they become habitualized to people and that's right. when they get in trouble with haystacks and farms and cars and everything else. And, and that's what we're trying to avoid with the damage tags. And you, and you saw the one bale already, right? The one that's on the top of the hill? The, no, I guess I didn't. So the, the one that's the night, open? Yeah, the night that we finished baling that and you were here mm -hmm. and we saw the elk herd. Yeah, yeah. Because fresh cut grass, they love yep. it. So we wrapped that all up the next day that bale's all trashed up. Jeez. So they came up and they nudged the one bale around and opened it up a bit. And yeah, that becomes an issue as it starts to ferment and smell sweeter. So you got to get it picked up and out of the field and out of the way and, and then wrap it with a, you know an electric line and hope that that does the job. But yeah, they're, they're a nuisance at that point to that because you need that not, for Not to kill them, just to zap them like yeah. cattle. Yeah. Yeah, you yes. protect them just like you try to keep your cows in. You're yes. trying to keep the elk out, yep. and you use electric line for that. You know, poly uh, polystrand electric line. Um, not honey related, but last night when my wife and kids and I are not farmers, we have chickens and we've got a chunk of land, but we don't farm like you guys do. And so when I went with Lauren to get the hay bale to feed the cows, you didn't touch one, did you? A cow? No, the the line. No, line. no, no. Okay. So it was it was really fun <laughs> watching your fun daughter experience. and my youngest son rip up on the quad in front of us to open the gates, which was really cute. But having to get to that that circle feeder that we dropped the bale into, mm -hmm. and all the cows were like circling, like oh, yeah. Night of the Living Dead kind of thing. They're just <laughs> and I'm like, come at me, come at me. I had I had you know the razor blade in my hand out, cut up, cut it all open. God, they're not like that deadly. They're not tyrannosaurus. Yeah, they were yeah. just like Mrr. for city kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so it was something. It was a new experience for me. And the the whole quad riding thing for my kids is new. And we've had such a good time so far. And I can't imagine it's going to get worse unless. Twenty will let you pet her. She's, I did. I yeah. pet okay. twenty. Yeah, she's fantastic. She was just like, "All right, man, just whatever it takes to get to that hay." Yeah. And the other ones were just mooing at me, and I'm like, "I don't have time for this shit, man." Mm -hmm. I don't remember which one it is, but one of them, you, even if you could, you wouldn't want to pet her because she likes to get pooped on her head. It's weird. Uh, twenty-four. <laughs> I mean, we don't kink shame on this podcast. Yeah, that's true. I'm just saying, 24, don't pet that one. Yeah, 24 ends up having poop on her all the time. And I don't know why that is. <laughs> I haven't figured it out. So they'll, they'll paw at the ground She's to so stir up some dust. And they'll they'll stir up the dust to kick it onto their backs to try to uh, manage flies. Off the flies yeah. Yeah. 
And so you see the scratcher that's out there that's at an angle. Yep. So the rub on that scratcher, well, that bag has got fly powder in it. And the idea being that they'll inadvertently rub the bag on their back and their head while they're scratching on that on that scratcher, which is just a, a repurposed brush from a street sweeper. Yeah. So it's fun. I see so that that's all the time on my my rural routes. I yep. see those all the time. Yep, they're a fantastic way to keep them out of landfills, and and they'll last for years doing the job that they do now. Which Up is awesome. cycling, if you yep. will. Yeah. yeah, for sure. It's awesome. Yeah. So we hang the bag off of that to help with flies, but it's still uh, we don't have one in every pasture that they rotate through, and so mm. they'll paw at the ground to create a dust pod, and so that's how I think she's getting it on her head. Not to steer too far into the weeds there, but I think uh, it's actually a poop on is her. Is that head. a pun right there? A steer? Yeah. Right. Maybe. Sorry. So, uh, Steers Grant are the boys that have had the little... Snip, snip. Oh, the what now? Surgeries. <laughs> they oh, had a, they had a uh, you small incision. No. No. Well, you don't do Rubber the... Band. No, do you, you want to do, do the bands? Yeah, we're, we're ready. Us? No. No, okay. we're ready to do that with the... So, this group of cows right here. No. There's there's seven. Yeah. Seven uh, newborns in there. Seven bull calves? Yeah, and uh, six of them need to be banded, and we just got our shoot and all that stuff, so we're ready to go. We can oh, band yeah. them, and we got the equipment. So, I mean, if you want to see how it's done, we can do it. Let's have some more white claws, and we get weird yeah. with these steers. So Let's you not definitely do that do with not cattle. Want to be no. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be drinking when you're doing that. Oh, all, all that meat that comes off a cow, that's all muscle. Yeah. I know. Okay. And even though these guys are little, they will absolutely mess you up. <laughs> but if you lift their tail, they can't kick. So Grand, that's, that's granddad, a job. Granddad used to, he had a bleach bottle that, I don't know if it was straight show. bleach or not. Lifting the tail? No, and he not. had his knife and Take the tail dad and would fold it up oh, so it touches it on their back. Would uh, lay him down. Like, granddad would come down and grab the lower leg with sense. his knee. Whoosh, whoosh, yeah. And chuck him to the dog and, yeah. and then a little bit of bleach water and uh, out you go. Doing it with a knife was the way I grew up as a kid mm. uh, with our Holsteins uh, yeah. and we didn't switch to banding until the 90s and there's there's arguments to go one way or the other as to which one's humane or not because banding takes a little more time and it's more discomfort and stuff like that but there's no blood loss and blood loss is messy and, and, there's no, and there are people there's that think there's less chance of infection too oh, exactly mm. exactly which is a big thing right yeah. whereas if you're going to do a knife yeah it's quick and there's relief there within hours and there's studies that prove that but there's infection and if you aren't there to catch it then you lose the animal so that's not ideal either yeah um but yeah uh the tail thing is a legit thing it pulls the hamstrings tight so that they huh. can't actually kick it's as really far. funny they can still do it but it's not near the power so it's a good idea to a never stand with your knees locked because that's how you break your knees when they kick you and always <laughs> lift their tail so if you keep your knees loose and you lift their tail while you're banding them that helps a lot well I probably will never have to deal with that, but I appreciate the information. Yeah, it's it's very important for our, our maybe listeners. Upcoming... Both of our listeners, uh, yeah, really. Ju- no. Our moms and wives are going to be <laughs> out there yeah. fixing cows. Uh, I can assure you that my mom has probably taken part in uh, as many as Rob. I can 100% assure you that my wife or my mom has not. <laughs> or my wife. Your mom's probably somewhere in the middle, Lauren. Somewhere. Yeah, because, I mean, you guys come from a farming family back in Montana. Kettle burns. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a thing. I don't know where we go from there, but it's I don't really, know. Uh, we don't have to go anywhere. Well. My wife uh, and I, so while you guys were off getting Rob's ear tags, sat in the river with our three dogs. Our did you catch more crawdads? 
No, but I walked over to the hole where their ste the steelhead were supposed to be, and there were no steelhead. Yeah. But there are crawdads cool. here. There, there were, there I have seen a couple come up. I don't think it was the same one. No, uh, over and different over. size. Yep. So yeah. uh, there's definitely crawdads here, which we really need to get you on, Grant. It's so stupid fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm into it. We, need like to... we could bring crawdad traps down and just set them in the river and see what happens. Maybe... Traps. I mean, Matt. I watch somebody yeah. walk around with a beer bottle picking them up. Yeah. Uh, stupid fun. Yeah, but if I, we, I've if, told you about the crawdad we can hole that I used to go to, right? Put like duck guts into a crawdad trap while we're down here duck hunting. Fish, fish works better. But well, we gotta have fish. Well, okay, so yeah, the steelhead was way more active a few weeks ago. Do you guys get salmon runs here? That is the main reason why I was pushing to get this place. Because have they started? That looks like yet? a great place no. to go catch some salmon. Yeah, they haven't run yet. So the still once the once the rains come and the river swells, I think they'd be coming, right? So, where are we at? The first week of September? Mm. So, they should be on the coast at the mouth of the... Sh yeah. At the, they should be at the mouth of the harbor. And then, uh, in the next week or so, they'll push into the to the harbor and lower river uh, channels. And then, usually, it's, um, it's end of September, early October, when they start moving into the tributaries like this and, and further up the valley. Some of the other tributaries where the populations really start, the they, numbers really you, start picking up. Do you up. get an insane pink run down here, or not like you used to? Are they pretty spawned out once they get up this high in the river? See, that's all weather dependent, and that's all water flow. So if water temperatures stay cool and we get decent flow, then, then they, they just run like crazy. You're not that far from yeah. the coast, so they can't be. They should still, you'll still be hungry. Get, you'll still you'll still get sea lice on them up here, and they'll still be bright. It's when so they're things, still hungry. Yeah. So they'll start to slow way down if it stops raining for a while. Yeah, the river slows down and they yeah. stop coming up. Yeah. The they wait. Warm. They'll start blackening up on the top real quick and then mm -hmm. pretty soon they start they start turning into zombie fish and stuff. There's oh, there's a pickup. Smokers. Yeah. There's a pickup for fishing no. just below no. us. Yeah. Where they will take hatchery fish and they'll drop them in at a specific culvert and they'll let them run down and I I'm not exactly sure of the details of that program, but they're pretty religiously doing active with that program. Sweet. Um, and then the rest of them, they let go all the way upriver um, because there's other programs for fishing game that are up that direction that uh, those fish, they, they monitor the number of fish that go up that far. Um, and I'm not sure about that, the purpose of that project either, but this, this river is pretty heavily monitored. Um, for not having a hatchery on it. And I'm not sure of the purpose of that, but... Uh, oh, they, yeah, I mean, if they're trucking fish a, I in... I thought there was yeah. a hatchery on this. Yeah, there's no hatchery on this river. Um, so, yeah, um, the numbers are, are pretty decent here. It's just very heavy weather dependent as to how successful you are here with this river. And the temperatures have been colder longer. Um, it's, and, not, it's not a very deep river, at least right now it's not. And, th and this is actually pretty normal. It's been the last couple of years that it's been really low and really heavy with algae. Uh, Teddy and I have talked about the, the type of algae that gets on the bottom of this river when it gets really low and shallow like that. Oh yeah. And it, it takes a ton of oxygen out of it and it's just tough it for does. fish to get up it. But, but the last two uh, winters with uh, La Nina and it being colder and just generally more snow, which is... Uh, been nice to more see. snowpack keeps the river cooler it's just now and flowing more yeah you know? it's just in the last few weeks started really 
dropping low, but still nothing like we've seen the last couple of years. So I'm pretty optimistic that the numbers that they're seeing out on the coast are going to translate to higher numbers in the river. So the opportunity, yeah. I think, is here this year. I know boots have been going wild. Right. Yeah. The Columbia's been going wild. You know, I, like I, I think we mentioned the last go around in our last podcast that I was hoping that that would reflect to numbers in Puget Sound and has not. No, I mean, they're, they're just way separate fisheries, apparently. Um, the other fishery that's down here, though, Next weekend? Two weekends? It opened this week. Sturgeon? No. No. That opened this weekend. Razor clams. They just announced like 18,000 razor clam weekends. Uh, I don't know. All of them. I um, just got the text that, you know, the 24th and the 25th were ago. Yeah. So, 18,000 though. That's a lot of weekends. Weekends. Will we see them all? <laughs> I don't know. That You're doing the math already. <laughs> don't look. Don't worry about the math, okay? Um, let the white claw do the math. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, that, definitely coming back for that if we're, uh, if we're still welcome. Now you can buy your own gun. Weekend. Always. I'm good. I, I wanted to buy my own gun. You guys were like, well, make sure you like it before you come back. And by God, I should have just bought one while I was there. And well, you those were, those were kind of oh. novelty ones. Well, oh, we okay. just saw the new guns that they had. They have a whole new product line. The, there's a rainbow product, of them. product line, yeah. of, and the pink ones are smaller. Yeah. Am I describing that correctly? That was an entire product line of yeah. Razor Clan guns on display, ready to go. Oh, so you great. know that wow. you know oh, that they're ready, legit. Yeah. yeah, they're ready. And if you had bought two months ago, you'd have regretted it because now you'd be like, "Well, I should have waited." The should 2022 wait? model is <laughs> for nice release. Yeah, I've got GPS. I'm just gonna have it. to store with, with the ducks, this one, and the deer, and the razor clam, and the dot fishing sensor on it, so I can see. I'm where just gonna I'm have to bring that it. decoy trailer and just park it down here. Well, we'll just fill it, fill it full of stuff that I need for being at Rob's. Right, so that's kind I'm of. I'm sure he's got room. Yeah, you got room, right? We have both acres. We might have some room. So yeah, we'll go. We are gonna do ducks down here. Yeah, yeah. We'll go. We'll go sit tonight. We'll go sit tomorrow. We'll do what we're gonna do to try and and work out a deer. Yeah. And then yeah, we need to start really game planning for what we want to do with bird. Um, yeah. Because after, I haven't done it since I was after, fifteen. After after dark. Waterfowl. Grant, and you, Lauren, gonna we're gonna grab some white claws. We're gonna walk a little bit out here and just kind of point and grunt at the low spots and mm -hmm. where a blind I was already doing that on the quad today. All right, good. That but ridge uh, is really nice. I think one at one and one end and one at the other. That was my initial plan was for And I I'm going to bring little, that little tin boat that I've got. Yeah. Little pop up and because I think we're going to need it to get from island to island cuz I, I think you're going to have islands. I agreed. I think little pop up uh, blinds I think will be the best bet. I mean, we'll build a blind that moves it on a skid, which is great for your tractor for like big weekends right mm -hmm. but when that tractor's not going to be able to come down here for months dude it's a With really that, tall tractor it's it is. real tall yeah. the only problem is hey. it'll probably just tear up the ground a little bit as it doesn't stop hopefully but, well, so i, mean, I think yeah. getting like a semi-permanent blind that could be drug around yeah would be really cool and then we can have little tiny um i mean pop-up blinds everywhere yeah or layout blinds yeah just something mobile yeah but um, I, I think what would be really cool about this property is that it's not going to be pressured like all the public land spots that we right. went to especially on the one end 
Well, on any of them, right? He's not going to be out here hunting seven groups of guys seven days a week. It'll nope. be... And that's not the way we want to do it either. Uh, because because of the area that we're in and the neighbors that we have and uh, and the, the, the number of fowl and the number of animals that are here and everything like that, you really got to be mindful of, A, where your safe shooting lanes are, yep. uh, where homes yeah. are at, where people's activities are, things like that. So, you know, having my having my neighbors to the north being on the same page and they, they see the way we want to manage animals and game, and they're very much on board with that. Mm. Um, so we'll work together. Um, neighbors to the south are um, more of the mentality that uh, they like them as pets, and that's fine. Um, if, they don't want, if they don't want to participate, that's cool, but knowing where they're at... It's not a and, sustainable model, though. It's it not. Sucks. It's not. But knowing where they're at... You know, I want to be a considerate neighbor to you, yeah. so I'm not going to be taking shots in that direction. Yeah, everything right. makes From no that sense. End of your property would be pointing into your property instead of yeah out of it. And well, because yeah. I have a two-tiered property, having that ridge that's about 50 feet taller gives you a lot of flexibility. Backstop. Yeah, mm -hmm. gives you a lot of flexibility to be able to do what you want to do and not encroach on people that don't necessarily view it the same way you do. And I want to be respectful of that. Yep. Um, and um, just in case the kids get curious yeah so uh I heard it. so there's that aspect of it too i want to be mindful of that so no there won't be you know tons and tons of people in here and fish and game have asked us about that too you know like um if we want to be selective of the hunters that come in here you know what you mean what are your thoughts you on pro that? Staff? Do, do they do do you want to open it up just to the pro staff or so, to uh, PLHO was that what they were trying to drive up? So they were asking. They were asking if we were open to the idea of allowing general public access to the property, and if I had more acreage, I would probably be okay to that. That would probably be something you want to look at after your first year here. That's yeah, kind of the give idea. Give it a little time. That see was, how it actually is. Yep. And and talking with the officer, that's exactly the the way we ended our conversation was. Um, as far as programs that we would like to jump into right away, uh, the one that I enthusiastically got into and signed up for was youth hunting opportunities. So they awesome. have they have a section of tags that are um, accessible to us for dam. They fall. This all falls falls under damaging game management tags. Mm. So they have a tag that will allow a youth hunter to come out here with uh, guidance. And harvest an animal. They need to have like mentors. Yeah, exactly. That's a big. And not is it during the general season or is it not or? So do you know? I know waterfowl has their own specific. The, right, there's waterfowl youth hunts. There's youth white hunts, well, and white tail deer hunts. hunts. And yeah, well, white tail would be really hard, the, really weird here. Right, but there's white tail youth hunts that are specific. Right, but I don't think there's a black tail hunt. I don't think so either. So the way the officer was talking in regards to the elk management was that uh, it just had to be done in legal fashion was the term that he used. So I'm assuming that it has to be with the right the right weapon method and the right season and, and, and method. Um, but it has to be under the guidance of an expert of, of an expert hunter. But for people who want kids who want to get into it yep. and their parents are supportive yep. but don't know anything yep then we would do it for them oh, programs a, like that there's or? a plethora of programs out there just sure. like i mean the uh washington waterfowl association has a mentor mentee program mm -hmm. and i've seen personally seen kids whose parents don't hunt but the kid's really into it he goes and does sound or safety and all that fun stuff and then these mentors take these kids out and they have awesome experiences yep. even on the youth weekends where 
these mentors just come out with their calls and decoys and set everything up and get everything ready to go and these kids have a wonderful time and that, that kind of hooks them, right? Mm -hmm. So we have, a, we have a farm that we're modeling a lot of stuff after that we've, we've talked with some neighbors um, that we've known prior to buying this place and they're well established with these programs and they were like, That's you know, awesome. there's, there's stuff for like uh, tribal elves, elders uh, tag that yeah. you can use. There's a, a VA disabled veterans. There's make a wish. Is the, uh, the tribal elder stuff, is that hunting by proxy? Uh, I don't know exactly how that works yet because we haven't, we don't have enough. Yeah, we don't have a large enough herd to move that far down the list of the available tags. It's like these are what's available to you. Are there any that you were kind of interested in? The first one that I shot off was the uh, was the youth hunting. Yeah. So outside of that, um, there's uh, there's the uh, the damage tag for the hoof rot, which is the other one that we talked about because that is specific to this herd. So we really mm -hmm. only mainly talked about what's specific to this herd and. Uh, and they were like, well, then there's one that you guys can use that you can use for your household. So those were the three that we talked about first. Everything else is in emails that we've started exchanging um, after the applications and stuff. So, um, but uh, I know that these things are there because this farm up the valley is very active in doing that. And uh, when they were talking about what they did with kids, um, it just made a ton of sense. It was like, you know, because they mentioned that exact scenario well, with a kid that didn't really... Right. come from a hunting family that wanted to kind of get into it and ryan was the landowner was like well i'll take you you know and he that's, actually worked for so fishing cool. he worked for fishing game for a few years too so it's like you know here we'll we'll take you out and he did he he had um the one that really got to me was uh, he introduced me to an eight-year-old that had shot his first i mean an elk man i'm 45 i haven't even shot an elk yet yeah are you 45 i am a little older than 45 he's pretty old yeah. You don't have any hair on your head. No, he, I don't have any he, hair on my head by choice. He, he shaves it so you can't tell what color exactly. it is. It's, a, it's all gray. I have been shaving my head so long, I don't know what would come back. Yeah. I could be like Picard, and I wouldn't know. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I've been shaving since 06. Holy cow. Yeah. But I mean, when I was in high school, I had hair longer than my wife. And so it's like the extremes of hair. And I can't stand <laughs> hair now. So it's a lot of all of it, right? You're more aerodynamic now. I am very. I mean, I if I were a swimmer, swimmer and... faster swimmer, for sure. So that's, that was the idea when I was talking with Ryan about how they did their management. They have a much larger herd, so they get way more tags. They average about 60 a year damage tags. Holy um, and they, well, they have, they have row crop, so that changes the game. Row yep. crop totally changes the game. Um, so they, and their herd is much larger, uh, 60 or 70 animals strong. Is that that herd that I saw last time I no, was here? It's another ten eight, miles. eight to ten miles north. We'll have to go out there. You know, if, if we got some downtime tomorrow, okay. we should go up there and you should check it out because it's structured very similar to tier like this, but you're talking two hundred and thirty acre versus eighty acre. So it's it's big bigger dynamic. Yeah. Um, but the more he talked about it, the more it's like that's the way I want to do it. I w I would love to get kids into it. Um, it's an opportunity that seems to be less and less and less every year. And if we can kind of help move that forward, then that's just the way I'd like to go. Just enough. Yep. Yeah. You know, um, and I think it's just a neat experience. So that's the way we will move them with the damage tags and things like that. And we'll start there and we'll see how this first year goes and make adjustments for there. They seem to be very open. Fishing game seems to be very open about, um, what opportunities we can jump into. Um, sweet. And, and because they are here for the management of the game or for to keep people from hunting? 
uh, fishing game. Yeah. Uh, they they seem. The officer was very cool. Uh, I'm trying to remember his name. Scott. Sorry, I'm trying to make a thing about the commission. Fuck the commission. The commission's not. <laughs> yeah, so the, I have the, all I have all sorts of issues with the commission because I honestly don't know where their priorities lie. But but with they the local with, enforcement, with special interest groups, the, right. for the, sure. The officers always seem to every interaction I've had with an officer, or anybody yep. I've talked to that's interacted with the fishing game officer, they've always been so nice and cool, and they're there for the. The hunter and the species, not. Yep. They see the issue on the ground level. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're dealing with all yeah. of this. They're stuff. really on the ground level with all of it. They're they're on they're on the level of having to deal with everything from trying to help encourage kids to get into it versus poaching. I mean, and everything yep. in between. And I've seen all of it. And they're stretched so thin. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, it's crazy. We used to have like I want to say six or eight game wardens in our area that I remember almost by name as a kid, and now I only know of one. Yeah, they're stretched so thin, and and their burden is incredible. Yeah. So this guy was great. It took him a few days to get to us after I made the initial call, but he gets back to me and we talk for a solid hour. And he's very he's very um, inquisitive about where my positions are. It's almost like an interview. You know, you're yeah. talking to him about you know your experiences and and you know not only in just hunting but in management and farming and all that stuff and he's asking me all these different questions and you know it's very clear that you know after a few minutes that he wants to kind of feel me out as to where i'm at and and my position's always been you know you want to try and coexist you want to i mean they have a job to do but they also have a mission behind their job right yeah you know the species needs to be managed but it needs to be managed responsibly and and you don't you don't want to wipe them out but at the same no. time, you want to you encourage want them to, to hang run. out. So it's very much a balancing act, and that's the way he came. That's the way he came across after you know forty minutes or so of talking with him on the phone. Was he's like, is, is, this is very much trying to balance it out so everybody. I, I don't know of a single hunter that wants to wipe out, like, but the same. I mean, not. But to you get those poachers. Point. Well, you get the poachers, but right. There's like the the recent spring bear hunt. Yeah. There's not a bear hunter in Washington that wants to just. Go out there and start blasting away start, at bears. No, shoot, they shoot too many bears. They, there won't be any bears. They sit you and they watch and they they want to keep the mamas with the babies going because those mamas and babies make more more bears. Mamas and babies, yep. yeah, yes. They want to keep it going. The same with the elk, and so it's you're right. It's a balancing it's a balance. act. It's a total balancing act. And anybody that's doing this responsibly should be thinking of it that way. And if they're not, then I then they I, shouldn't and, be doing it. And leaving leaving animals to their own devices at this point would lead to what they don't want which is huge oh, boom and bust cycles and oh, problems sure. uh the uh, just the environmentalists Anywhere, that's, what, what, think... what the what the what the anti-hunters want is mm -hmm. to, for animals to be left alone i yeah. think that's what and we're going to see that with bears no you already have that with ocean shores ocean shores washington is absolutely completely overrun with deer to the point where like they uh have started trying to pass laws well they actually have passed laws now uh didn't they pass a law that you can't feed them you can't feed them in any capacity because they were trying to get them to move out of town. They realized that that's an yeah. That basically means Bellingham you have to walk up your trash now. Yeah. It is Jeez. It is incredible because the amount of feeding deer. them now. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is. Well, I mean, I think I sent you guys the picture that my brother lives in the city of Bellingham and had quite Monster. the buck in his yard. And that's a daily occurrence for them. Yeah. Well, the yeah. problem with Ocean Shores herd is, is they're starting they're to become all diseased. They're be, yeah, they're starting to become uh, manged, and I mean they're horrible. Is, do, we, do you know what kind of disease is it? Um, 
It's not chronic wasting because they haven't shown any yeah, signs of no that, CWD. but they they have the horrible they mange look on, on that. It, I don't think it's CWD. Um, we would have seen it out this way. It, it, it has been progressing. It would have been east to west. But it would have been right. tested for. It would yeah. have. It, it's definitely not CWD. And it's not EHD because that uh, doesn't EHD, last very long. EHD will kill them before they're over it soon, and mostly it kills them. Yeah. Uh, like days. Uh, God, what island was that? in the San Juans that got hit super hard because they were overpopulated. The deer were overpopulated and uh, the whatever um, what is it? Hot yeah, it's hot which concentrates the water which concentrates what, the deer activity. The, the game warden that we had an interaction yep. with. And I... um, the EHD basically wiped out this overpopulated island herd because they were overpopulated. And just like with COVID, social distancing is actually important for deer herd health. Yeah, and you don't have that in Ocean Shores. And, no, yeah, and you those have deer wouldn't mask up to save their lives. <laughs> <laughs> so you have this well, huge tourist population. And there's enough of it for them to all access. And yeah. they're all touching noses and that's how it yeah. transmits. So. so you have this huge tourist population that comes down there and thinks, oh, all these deer that you see every single block are cute. And then you have these homeowners that live there I mean, part of the are. year that think, oh, all these deer that we see every single day are like pets and they're cute. But the, but the problem is there's no predation and there's no yep. management of the population and they're completely out of control and the, and the health quality of all of them are tanking. Missions, yeah. Which is why we quick. need to release wolves in the ocean shores. <laughs> but just what? in ocean shores. I mean, why not? It's a peninsula. We it. can gate it off. Um, I don't know. That's not how peninsulas work. <laughs> I mean... Ask, uh, what is it, Isle Royal in Michigan? Yeah. So you're asking about the management of it, and it's very much a balancing act. And yeah. that's the way that's the way we view it. That's the way we'd like to operate. We'd like to coexist with the elk and the deer and, and the bear and the cougar, even, to a degree. Um, and as long as... And as long as we're approaching it from that direction, then I think that we'll be just fine, regardless of how our neighbors view. But even though we don't agree with all of our neighbors, we still take them into consideration. Because I think that's just what being a good neighbor is. Yeah, that probably is. All right, so we've gone completely off the rails. It's hot in here and- It is very hot and sweaty, and we're all out of drinks. In, well, we're out of drinks in the- We're out of fridge. open drinks. So now we're so, out of- So where um, do we go from here? What, we're gonna try and get those through this evening? We're gonna, yeah, in a few hours. In not so, very many hours, we're gonna wander if, back up the hill in camo. After this little closer, if there's something else, that means they were successful. Spoiler alert. Yeah, if uh, if you hear us come back, the group of us, then uh, it's because there's blood all over. That and and if you follow us on Instagram, you'll know way ahead of time. Yeah, and yeah. if you uh, if you hear just me in the truck headed home and just the road noise again, uh, you'll know. Sad noises. Yeah. It won't be sad noises, sad but noises. it's certainly not. Uh, I'm bringing noises. meat home noises. You can still stop at Costco so, and get meat. I can uh, stop at Costco. Uh, um, uh, yeah, I'm gonna get a rack of ribs and shoot it with my bow. That's fine. It'll be fine. And then smoke it. That'll make for some good Instagram content. Nice. Yeah. All right, boys. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, guys. Um, Thanks, Rob, for hosting us. Thanks, Lauren, for doing for some reason most of the legwork around here. Yeah. He does that on Saturdays. Kind of your busy day. Works his ass off. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, thanks for being on the podcast. And uh, bye, Mom. Yeah, bye, Mom. Bye, Joe. Bye, Jessica. No, it's not a breakfast beer. It's a cold brew.
did you just throw on the table there, Jeff? Uh, Backstraps. The uh, the bait worked exactly as expected, and uh, poked a deer last night. Whoa. Uh, we're going to talk about details next time we're all together, which is in about a week. Yeah. Uh, podcast time, I don't know when that is, but... It'll happen, um, eventually. So, yeah. Thanks, Rob. And uh, I'm going to drive home. Bye. Sweet. Bye.